Hi, this is Madeline with Embrace the Madness. I hope you're doing okay today and this week and however long it's been since we've talked. <laughs> um, Today's just been kind of a weird day. I just woke up and was kind of tired and then it kind of just has been weird all day, but I feel like maybe that's just how some days are and I just have to try to stay grounded and keep doing stuff. We are going to the Smoky Mountains this weekend, and so I've been trying to pack everything, make sure I'm ready to go mentally, make sure I record this episode for Friday, la la la, stuff like that. And I'm a really last minute person, so it's just been a whole like making a list, making sure that I do it. I just get lazy sometimes and I don't know. But yeah, I think I'm pretty much all done. This is like the last thing that I needed to do today. And I kind of just had to wait for uh, the maintenance people are were leaf blowing today. So it was kind of loud, but it was good. It gave me time to do stuff. It gave me time to just make sure I got ready and stuff. So last week, if you had a chance to listen, we talked about being alone, what that kind of means, and why it's kind of an important checkpoint to get to so that you can be happy with yourself and live a happy, healthy life and all those things. I kind of shared my backstory a little bit and my journey with being alone and learning to be okay with it and then actually falling in love with it. So yeah, going from being like my only roommate to moving in with my sister and getting a boyfriend like at the same time it was just like oh well you want to be alone try this so you know it's just been a thing but everything's great I'm figuring out how to get my quality alone time in other ways and learning to be okay because I feel like ultimately you can never like be alone forever and it's nice because we think that we can control our environment that way but life is full of variables and we're gonna have to learn how to get along with others and yeah all those cool things. So when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about this week I was thinking about kind of, I guess, a different tangent from being alone and being okay with that, but also in quarantine, I'm pretty sure, at least from my perspective, I'm thinking of things like, okay, well, people are working these jobs and they don't really have time to tend to their life. I mean, I worked maybe like 30, 30, 30-ish hours, maybe 35 And I mean, it's not really an excuse, but I didn't really tend to my life. Like, if you listen, my apartment was a mess from moving and I hadn't really taken the time that I needed to to get things in order. And so being in like this kind of lockdown gave me time and gave me space to do the things that I needed to do. Well, I'm lucky because that's kind of just how my mind is like. If I find a challenge, I want to address it and I want to get through it and get over it. But I have to realize that not a lot of people share that. It's probably like 50-50. 
And so getting things done and getting things accomplished and getting to things that you've been avoiding might not be like someone's idea of fun or it might not even be possible with the way like their mindset might be. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that's how we're different. And so I got to thinking and I was wondering about all the people who are kind of stuck in that loop. And when I say loop, I mean like like to society's standards, like like the American dream, going to school, going to college, being some prestigious thing that will make me a lot of money and hoping that I don't have a lot of student debt, then going on to like a nine to five in an office, sitting at a desk, blah, 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 doing all those things. Well, I feel like it's really easy to get caught in that lifestyle because that is kind of what our society is training us to do. I mean, you see in TV shows, like, that's just what happens. You just go get a job, have a job that you hate, blah, 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 and have family, and then you live, and then you die, and, like, that's just normal. But the way I see it now is, like, that's not real, and I could have a different perspective, but in my eyes, like, that's not that's not a life that I want to live. But I have to remember that so many people think that that's what they're supposed to do. And so I feel like maybe with the quarantine, everything kind of stopped. And we couldn't go to work anymore. And we weren't making any money. And we couldn't go anywhere. And previously where we were kind of distracted and busy, busy is probably the best word, busy working, busy making sure we had what we needed to go to work and blah, 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 blah. But now we're all of a sudden like at a stop and we're not busy anymore. And I feel like this would have to be prime breeding ground for well, what's going on? Like, what are we doing? And I think probably the biggest thing is like all these questions, like why can our hospitals not handle this? Why didn't it get this get handled differently? All like just so many things pop up. I have to be careful because sometimes my brain will just go crazy. I feel like this has been completely illuminating what is wrong with our current society and just really highlighting those things that we have been too busy to deal with. The fact that, I don't know, fucking most of our countries in the service industry and they don't have jobs now and their lives are on the line and why these nurses and doctors are just getting railed and they're just like, so busy and so overwhelmed. These hospitals can't even handle any of this. And it's just like, holy shit. I feel like everything, like primals come out. Everybody is like fear buying everything. I still tried to go buy uh, toilet paper and paper towels and it's May. So it's been at least two months and two stores were still cleared out of toilet paper. Like it's just This whole time has really been illuminating for me, but I think for everybody just of like the current reality that we are living in, 
that has been previously easier for us to ignore and forget about because I got to go to work. (laughs) I feel like with all of those things that are kind of coming up, your reality is getting questioned and you're like, (laughs) what's going on? Like, why is this so? Well, one, then you start thinking about like, how fucked up it is that our government is where it is and we are just like, dude, I just want to live a free life, be taken care of, have insurance, have a place to stay, like an equal chance at life. And I think that's what we all deep down want out of this human experience. But we realize who's actually in control and that their priorities are completely skewed and they don't align with our priorities, even though this is supposedly a democracy. And I don't mean this to get political and I don't mean for this to like sound like I'm shitting on anything, but these are just all the things that kind of went through my mind when I started realizing the truth about our existence. And I mean, I learned this before the quarantine, so I feel like I'm blessed in that I didn't kind of just have this rude awakening just like fall into my lap. But yeah, just like realizing all of these things and realizing that there have been a lot of illusions and a lot of smoke and mirrors and like we're just now finding out the truth and it's heartbreaking and it's earth shattering and frankly, it leaves me a little aggravated. And I have to be calm and patient and breathe. But I can only imagine what it would be like to have this experience during the quarantine because it's like our whole existence has shifted and all of our priorities have shifted. And things are never going to go back to the way that they were. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I mean, I always like to think that evolution's happening in like in its usual course and we make advancements and even though it looks like we're going backwards we're still going forward so I'm at least trying to think about that I think realizing that we kind of live in this machine is just overwhelming And you feel like you have no control and you feel like you are trapped and you can't escape. And so it's tough and it's scary. And what's even scarier is realizing that this distraction is on purpose. I was reading something about how to... I follow this Instagram marketing subreddit And it just kind of has like things for people to keep in mind when they're on Instagram and just kind of like maximizing their influence and stuff like that. Because, you know, a girl's got a podcast that she's trying to get out in the world. But anyways, so it was talking about kind of falling into the algorithm of like getting noticed. And it was talking about using videos and those being like really big because they keep people on the app and they keep people buying things like in terms of like advertising or whatever and they 
they favor those things that are going to hold people's attention. And why do you think that is? So that we aren't aware of any of these truths. So that we can go back to being a part of this machine and using our God-given talents and gifts to make money for some corporation. And it really just breaks my heart. Like, that's probably the biggest emotional takeaway that I get from realizing all of this. I'm, I get angry for sure, but I think the anger comes from feeling like I have no control. It just really makes me sad knowing that humanity has taken that direction. And I feel like it's probably like the collective working through its ego and things like that. And so it makes sense, but I don't think that that makes it okay. Realizing that we are stuck and we've been stuck in this dream and we've had all of our power ripped from under us, you know, like, like they got us. But I think that we have a special power when we realize that we're all one. And I know that kind of seems like a little like off top. I don't know. It kind of just seems like a jump. I was trying to think about what my spiritual awakening kind of process was like. And I'm not really sure specifically, like I didn't really have, at least I don't remember having like a light bulb moment. I just feel like kind of over time it happened. But I do remember a few years ago, just like really finding out like the truth about our country and politics and global politics and all those things and realizing that money was the main motivating factor and uh, like it's just yuck but anyways I think I kind of turned to Buddhism and I don't really even remember why it just kind of just started happening and I never practiced it, but I did read a little bit about it, and I mean, actually, a lot of the books that I have, I really got into, like, mindfulness from a neuroscience perspective, and so I think that kind of led me into the Eastern philosophy. Like, I remember this really cool book, The Practical Neuroscience of Buddhism, and it was very sciencey. But it also confirmed a lot of the practices and principles of Buddhism. So I think it was just kind of like that was my bridge. And then I started opening my eyes to all of that philosophy. And I think a lot of it addresses all of this and all of this chaos and recognizing that reality kind of has to have this balance of good and evil. And like, this is really just only in our human form, but even that, realizing that we are more than just our human bodies, like, that's fucking crazy to think about, too. I never believed in God. Just learning that there is this huge energy that we are a part of, and trying to reconcile all of this evil in the world, and not just kind of 
fall to my knees because everything's evil and sucks and this human experience sucks and blah, blah, blah. Because I think for every bad and evil thing that there's a good and loving thing. And I think that our human experience only lends to these quote, quote unquote, evil things because it's like simply that, like, as humans, we are in survival mode because we're animals. And we've talked about this before. And naturally, we are just trying to promote our survival. But it just gets a little wonky because not everything's out to get us and not everything's out to hurt us and all of these things. And so I think for me to kind of reconcile all of those things that I realized in all of my illusions that had gotten shattered. It really, really helped me to think about my true essence. And that is like oneness. That is being a part of something greater. And it's a whole lot easier said than done. And I can only imagine what it's like to go through these things, not having a spiritual kind of affinity for all those things and not being willing to dig deep where it's dark and scary. And I guess I have to be proud of myself in those moments because that is really hard work and that is really tough. And for most, I don't think it's that way. And so if you are going through these things and are realizing that you hate being alone and realizing that the world's not what you thought it was, like, I'm totally sending my heart to you and totally sending you healing and love and big hugs. And I think that probably a really intense part of this is also realizing that we're going to die one day. And I know that sounds pretty grim, but that's enough to fucking get 30 Netflix subscriptions about, you know, like nobody wants to think about death and nobody wants to think about the fact that we are only here for 80 plus years because it's hard. It's hard. It's hard coming to terms with the fact that our existence as we know it could come to an end at any moment. And I totally recognize that. I also feel like that kind of life is not fun. And that kind of life, a distracted life, is not fulfilling and enriching. And I've said it before, but like I don't want to wake up when I'm 80 years old and realize that I didn't do the things that I wanted to do and I didn't chase the dreams that I had and all because I was scared to die. And then it's like, okay, well, now you got to die. And then it's like, well, cool. I just spent all this time doing nothing. But I don't think that's going to happen because I feel like my awareness will be enough to keep me pushing and keep me growing. And yeah, it sucks because I know that this is something that you have to be compassionate around because. I mean, we're all the same and we're all afraid of impermanence and death. But I think the 
more we can accept that as a reality and get comfortable with it, then, you know, the easier it'll get. So I kind of didn't really map out this episode because I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about. Like I know, I know that it's got to be really hard and groundbreaking. Wait, I don't think that would be the right word to use. Earth shattering to have all these realizations, but I didn't really know what was going to come out. But it seems like I've got at least 20 minutes out, so that's good. But what I was thinking of is kind of like I normally do like a mini call to action. So I was thinking of what could be the call to action to this or like if you did have like kind of reality to shatter in your lap, like what do you do? I mean, I don't think really anyone knows what to do whenever that happens. But I think the only thing you can do is to stay calm and breathe, of course. And I think it's important to remember that probably the most traumatizing thing about the whole experience is our loss of control, immediate loss, and like they took all that control away from us, you know? We don't even have any tiny, 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 tiny spectrum. Spec. I don't know. I can't. Today's a weird day, I told you. And it's normal when you are out of control to get angry, kind of like how I did. And I think when we lose control, we kind of have to accept that we're not in control. Kind of like the whole we're stuck in a machine and the American dream machine, you know. And like that made me feel really out of control. But I think in those times it is important to remember what I do have control over. And with that being said, I can be grateful that I am in control of my mindset and I'm in control of my little day-to-day life and I can make all these choices. I can go to the park if I want to. I can go to the store. I can make some food. I can sleep. I can record a podcast. And I think it's really easy to get overwhelmed and, oh God, I can't think anymore. And what we can do instead is focus on the things that we can control. And sometimes it might seem like not a lot, but I think that's really one of the only things that we are able to do. So for sure, remember the little things that you have control of. It's a little bit like deeper and dense, denser. Are we human? I always think about that killer song and it's like, is he saying denser or dancer? And we'll never know. Yeah, gratitude is something that's really helped me because I realize it's really easy to focus on all the negative things and focus on the scary parts and focus on my lack of control. But I also, despite all of the shit in the world, still have a lot that I can be grateful for. And so I always think about those small things when I'm feeling small, when I'm feeling out of control. 
and that really helps me to remember the good things in my life and remember what brings me joy. What else? I think reaching out to friends and family and loved ones is always a good idea too. Um, even a trusted specialist like a therapist or psychiatrist, anything like that, because they're here to help and they are here to keep you grounded. And I mean, it might be hard if your family and friends aren't really like there with you. Like, I think they call it woke. Definitely reach out if you're struggling for help because it is a scary thing. But the only cool part about it is that this is like a universal feeling. And it just means that you're human and you're having your experience. And that's just, unfortunately, part of being a human. And so that means that you will definitely have support because it does suck. And it does, it's so hard to understand some days. But you just have to take it one day at a time. And it's probably really, really, really intense at first. But it will get easier. But definitely don't forget to reach out. And I know it's hard too. Sometimes it's so hard to ask for help. I hate asking for help. I always like to think that I have things in the bag, you know emotionally, physically, whatever. But sometimes that's not true and I have to remember to take care of myself and it's okay to ask. I guess another thing to tack on that, I mean, really it's like the antidote to anything. It's just self-love. Just take care of yourself and remind yourself that you're safe in this moment and do things that bring you joy Take a nice long bath, do some breathing exercises, stretch, listen to your favorite music. But just know that as frustrating and as challenging as it is to accept, it's going to be a whole lot worse if you go back to numbing it. And it's like getting a wound and like not treating it and like... If you just keep covering your eyes about it, it's going to get worse. And if you don't pay attention to it, like, it's going to be like, oh, shit, I got to call the emergency room. So it's definitely kind of like a, it's kind of like a light switch. And like once it's been flipped, flipping it back off is going to be really hard. And it's going to be like an uphill, uphill battle. And so really honestly finding resources to help you through this and get you going is going to be what's really important here. So I could be completely off the mark or I could be hitting the nail on the head. Who knows? It's just something that crossed my mind and I thought would be relevant to share. And Yeah, just reaching my heart out to everybody who's struggling right now and everybody who's not having a fun time in the quarantine and just try to remember that better days are on the way as always and you are strong and you are loved and you are whole and you are complete. We're going to make it out of this mess soon. 
Just make sure you're taking care of yourself, being conscious of other people's health, being conscious of your own. Yeah, just doing all things out of love for sure. So with all that being said, I hope you took a little bit from this and hopefully it made sense. And if you're ever struggling, I'm totally here to help. And yeah, we're going to make it fam. I promise. I promise. So next week's going to be super cool and I have to figure out logistics, but my friend Dwayne is going to be joining me on the podcast and we're going to talk about expectations and that kind of like thinking about what I was going to talk about this week triggered that idea in me. So I was like, oh, cool. I mean, I feel like a lot of our anger and frustration comes from expectations that don't get met and that can be with ourselves and our lives and our careers, with our friends, with our lovers, all those things. And so we're going to get really down and dirty about those. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, just reach out to me on the IG at Embrace the Madness podcast. And if there's nothing else, then I'm going to go take a shower and finish making sure that I have everything I need for this trip. And Yeah, so have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Embrace the Madness. Don't forget to subscribe so you can learn to live your best life.